This is a Main Hustle Media podcast. I would like to acknowledge that the Main Hustle Media podcasts are recorded on the traditional lands of the Karankawa, the Chumash, and the Tongva people, and I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. I like them both, I just can't decide Cause tonight I know I need you beside us I'm iconic baby, call me by career I like them both, there's no need to decide, no We like girls, we like girls and boys, boys We like girls, we like girls and boys, boys I'm iconic baby, not no by career Hey y'all, welcome to the By Furious Podcast, the podcast for those of us from the LGBTQ plus community that feels marginalized from the mainstream, quote unquote, mainstream LGBTQ plus community. I am your host, Charmaine Fury, the busiest mixed race, bi-gendered, bisexual, polyamorous, atheist, comic book nerd, cat mom, and two-time Asian American Podcasters Association's Golden Crane award-winning podcaster, in this podcasting game. This is the first episode of 2022, and I promise I will be eventually getting back to the bi-weekly schedule for this show. I'm about two and a half to three months away from things stabilizing enough for me to do that, but I'm going to do my best to try in the meantime, but definitely within the next three months that will start happening. <laughs> My episode today is about healthy kink, and I am joined by co-host of the Yo That's Gay podcast, Danny Cycles, and we're going to get into topics surrounding communication, consent, safety, and not yucking someone's yum when it comes to healthy kink. I've been wanting to talk about this on the show for a while, but I can't speak on it myself solely. I definitely need to include people that are in community uh, for kink because I, I am not. Besides talking about kink from with partners and friends and things like that, I never existed really in kink spaces. So I wanted to make sure that I brought someone with more expertise on this subject onto the show before I started talking about it. And that person today is Danny Cycles. Uh, we are connected through a previous guest of By Furious podcast for the episode The Q Word, AJ Vandertunt. They are also the other co-host on Yo That's Gay. Uh, AJ also has a podcast called Lifestyles of a Gay Black Boy, so you should check both of those podcasts out. I will put links to both of those shows in the show notes for y'all as well. I'm recording a separate intro for this episode only because I am not going to be able to upload the video of this to our YouTube channel. I did record it but we had a connectivity issue, so there's a lot of times when I could only hear Danny, but I couldn't see Danny, or Danny would be frozen for long periods of time. That doesn't really make for good video, so I'm not going to put it up on YouTube. That being said, I am getting better about preparing my videos for YouTube, so if you would like to start listening to the show where you can actually see me and my guests talking, you can head on over to our YouTube channel. I do not have 100 subscribers yet. So until then, I don't have the vanity handle at, you know, by Furious Pod like I do on all the social medias. So for now, you'll have to go to YouTube, just type in by Furious Pod, will pop up and hit that subscribe button. It is my goal to get that vanity handle in the next couple months. So if you're listening to this show and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, even if you don't think you're going to watch the videos, just head on over and subscribe. 
takes a few seconds, it'll help get us to that beautiful, beautiful by Furious Pod vanity handle. And I would enjoy that. Thank you very much. Another way that you can support the show is actually going to, and I don't know how to say this, is it Kofi? Is it Kofi? Is it Coffee? It's the ko-fi.com slash Pod page in which you can sponsor the show um, by quote-unquote buying us a coffee. Uh, I have a goal for 2022 to raise $1,500 for my general basic production cost for the year. And if I'm able to hit that goal, I will not have to worry about getting this show produced for the year of 2022. Uh, I have also added a shop to that page. So if you would like to get a Buy Furious logo t-shirt, tote bag, sticker for your computer or whatever, um, you can do that by going to, yeah, I'm just going to say Kofi. Because that's what it looks like to me. Co-fee.com slash pod, And uh, drop some coins in that tip jar and or get yourself some Pod merch. I ordered the shirts too, a couple of them. And they're really soft and comfortable, but they look really good because the logo pops really good on the colors. I got the blue one and the purple shirts. They look dope. I'm not just saying that because I'm the podcast host and I like the logo. They're dope. So copy one of those shirts. I also have the tote bag, which I use at the grocery store, and it's cute. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) And finally, before we head on over to the episode, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at ByFuriousPod. Start engaging with me. I, I have been looking for guests for different topics, so you might see me post about different topics from time to time. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Danny Cycles from the Yo That's Gay podcast. Today, I am joined by Danny Cycles from the Yo That's Gay podcast, and you actually have a co-host that I have had as a guest on this show before, Mm -hmm. and I think I've been a guest on their show as well, AJ Vanderkant. Why don't you introduce yourself, and uh, let's get into it. Hey, everybody out there. I am Danny Cycles. I, as uh, Charmaine mentioned, am one of the co-hosts of Yo That's Gay and it's a podcast where we talk a lot about like kink and sex and lots of like queer stuff. And I personally identify as a demi boy, and I also identify as pansexual. But sometimes it's just easier to lump it all as gay. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel I, it. like I feel so it. like sometimes I'll just be like I'm I'm gay. Like you know the the identity depends on who I'm talking to. Sometimes right. I'm like, how much language do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, because you know, if like, I start listening, you, you, we're gonna be here all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which my my intro on my other show literally is me listing all of my identity, and it's like fifteen minutes long. It's like <laughs> bi gender, bisexual, polyamorous, atheist, yeah. comic book nerd, cat mom. Um, yeah, the whole the whole deal. I I get it. Um, yeah, I used to call myself a tri bi because I used to identify as bisexual love previously, it. and so I'd be like, I'm bisexual, bilingual, and bipolar. <laughs> So, it's a fun little fact about me. 
The only part that about me that isn't bi is biracial because I am triracial. Um, but mm. everything else is is a split. Everything else is the binary. Like for me, <laughs> it's literally laying in the binary: bisexual, bi gendered, <laughs> um, bi furious because I'm angry. Um, <laughs> the whole deal. That's funny. Um, so we wanted to chat today uh, mostly because you you do talk about kink a lot on your show, and um, I don't think yeah, we've we touched kink on my show yet, unless it was two years ago. There were a few episodes I ended up cutting when I came back, so um, I don't think it. I don't think actually kink has come up too many times on this show, uh, but kink the way it is received, viewed, accepted, quote unquote, in the LGBTQ plus community is a lot different than it, it can be seen, viewed, or accepted in the straight community. So let's get into it. Let's let's mm-hmm. talk about healthy kink because that's actually the, the the how you presented it to me it was like healthy kink so let's yeah. get into healthy, healthy kink. kink yeah well like i mean i guess just to go off like foundations and basics it's the idea that one you're entering something with consent and and part of consent is being informed so you know what you're getting into and you want to participate so that's really the biggest part of like doing kink is just that consent portion and mm-hmm. sometimes because there are scenes that uh, people get involved in where there's a power exchange or a power dynamic or you're giving up control or, you know, maybe you're like physically restrained that like that is all pre-discussed, pre-agreed upon and pre-established boundaries. Like just because someone may be relinquishing control doesn't mean that they are powerless in the scene. Mm. So I think for me, the biggest aspect of kink and something that I've encountered as I've kind of gone online and tried into the community, uh, chatted with folks online, is that sometimes people cross into boundaries or areas where it's like, well, like, how much of this are you doing to just because you're trying to fulfill that role? versus Mm. it's an actual desire for you right like do you desire to be submissive versus you want to make so and so happy so you are being submissive right and I think that's the difference between like healthy and unhealthy I think uh for like in my in my exchange so I have a a cishet male partner as my primary partner Uh, right now my only partner but we're both poly so I I Mm -hmm view him as my primary partner we've been together for almost 22 years he and i do not share kinks you're kink discordant okay yes kink discordant yeah so we um we don't share them and in the times that i've attempted to role play in his uh Mm -hmm. one we both are uncomfortable because he prefers like a natural sub partner and i am by not even any stretch of the imagination that way and so to even try to behave in those moments that way you know, like trying to be a pal, but like not really getting there. Uh-huh. And so it ends up not being fulfilling for, for either partner. Yeah. Those were ways over time that we had to learn like, oh, okay, this is not, we don't have to actually do this. Yeah. If it's complete, if it's not satisfying to both parties, like there is one thing I think right. about like being gully enough to try something with your partner that oh, maybe might be outside of your comfort. Zone. Absolutely. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you maintain enthusiastic consent, then great. We can, we can get this done. Everybody's having fun. Maybe in our case, mm-hmm. we couldn't, we couldn't get there with this particular one, but where, you know, where he's had other partners that do fulfill that. Great. That's fine. And so it was a hard thing to learn, like almost thinking, 
separate from the poly itself like do you have like do you have to break up because you don't mm-hmm. actually share kinks and and for us understanding that how we poly could actually make it possible that kinks could be explored separately since we don't overlap in yeah. those areas yeah and there are conversations about like you know why are kinky people more open to either open relationships or poly relationships or some kind of non-traditional relationship and the answer always seems to come down to communication yeah when you're involved in kink you are really setting those boundaries you're really talking consent you're really telling someone what you want and you know when you're able to do that that really puts clear communication between you and your partner so for example if I can go to my partner and be like hey listen like when you spanked me was fun but that last time was just a little too hard Mm -hmm. uh next time and maybe I'll just notice I'm flinching and this is my or like if I tap the bed, that's your sign to slow down, you know, whatever the case might be. Or maybe, you know, at the end of the scene, the my partner would be like, oh, you know what? I wasn't really into the scene. And just like having the conversation of, okay, how can we explore these interests that we have without necessarily getting into a relationship with someone else? And we kind of found that happy medium of like an open relationship where, we're able to explore sexually with other people, um, but our primary relation, our intimate relationship is primarily between us. And I'm personally someone that's open to a poly uh, dynamic, but you know, right now I think what we have as an open relationship is what works for me. Right. Yeah. And I think there is tears um, for sure for us, because we have been together for so long, we've gone through the gamut of it, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. been, you know non-consensual openness i guess uh, in some Mm -hmm. cases and then there's gone into you know communicate figure out what the needs are get get to that openness part the friends would benefit like you know gone through the whole thing shared partners all the way through until it started to become obvious that polly was the one that made the most sense because sometimes love did come into it or romance or intimacy those type of deeper intimacy relationships did start to, to creep up I'm the worst poly person ever because I hate people and yet I don't want to be restricted by monogamy. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, damn, I got to meet new people. I don't want to do this. And yet I do. So whatever. <laughs> um, but where it also, that. I think. Because like, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, it'd be great to like have a new sex partner. I'm just like, but the effort of like setting that up and like the socialization, I'm just kind of like, uh, so right. I'm, I, sometimes it falls through sometimes I'm like let's go with it <laughs> yeah and now we're in a panorama it's like I'll never see another right. human being again it's never gonna happen yeah <laughs> um, yeah that 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 part is has been interesting but I think also like how discovering that like a, a kink that you have maybe with a particular partner that you don't have generally mm-hmm. like right th- there's been times and I've done things that like wasn't a part of my repertoire wasn't a part of my thought process or whatever but for this particular person it makes sense to do or it's fun to do but then trying to mirror that with someone else and be like oh actually I don't like this oh yeah I liked it with just this person so even the fluidity of kink I think isn't understood and I think a lot of people think oh whatever your kink is that's that's your thing and you want that full stop and you can't you know you can't function outside of that thing which Mm -hmm. I think poly people discover pretty quickly or any kind of open 
people discover pretty quickly that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. especially in in dom sub dynamics i think it's really hard to have multiple doms or maybe it not could, as complicated yeah. having multiple subs unless your doming is different yeah it depends on like because for example some doms will allow other doms to take command of their sub uh but again obviously like that's a conversation that that sub and their dom need to have like i'm okay with right. you relinquishing the power that i gave to you to someone else or like letting them borrow it so right you know there are different, definitely levels um and you know kink is different for everyone there are people that can only um have sex with kink because it's just what they like and there's people that only have sex that's vanilla you know and there's mm-hmm. everything in between and everything yeah now the the part where again healthy kink comes in is is there is this kink uh in any way negatively influencing your life in a way that you don't want it to be right so that could come in any way shape or form that could be like you know what i do submissive stuff but then afterwards i feel ashamed and dirty well maybe you should consider why you're doing that or maybe you should explore where that shame and dirtiness is coming from um with of course like a therapist or psychiatrist um because there could be that overlap of like where you think it's oh it's kink but then it could be maybe something unhealthy for you yeah and i i will say that in in a lot of the ways that that i would view um some partners partners i would at times think like oh there's actually a mental health thing that's connected to this particular situation because of trigger words or mm-hmm. you know things like that and whether or not i was correct or not uh you know making making that as- assumption at the time i i feel like it it's it's not a terrible thing to ask the question like it's not a terrible thing to say Right. Let's figure out where this is coming from. In some cases, is it possible that someone mm-hmm. does like shame or degradation within their um, yeah. sex play and it's not about a mental health thing? Yeah, that is that is possible. It's yeah. definitely not yeah. for the However, random. The only time that uh, it, that would be a problem is if they if it, they feel bad about themselves. Yeah. After the scene. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like degradation, like that's something that I personally enjoy on the receiving end. However, like once the scene's over, I feel good. I feel positive emotions. Mm. You know, it's not like that's something that I'm carrying with with me that's like, oh, like I feel like I'm a less lesser human being right. than so and so who's next to me in the kitchen now. Like cooking food while yeah I'm... so like you're making the, <laughs> you know spaghetti sauce yeah. and all of a sudden you're like i am terrible or whatever the thing yeah. is like it's not spilling over into the next thing that you're doing yeah. in your day exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so like even the dsm5 which um if you you know if you're kind of versed a little bit in the world of mental health and like all that stuff the dsm5 is the most up-to-date book that they use to diagnose now i I just use it as a reference because, of course, I'm not a mental health clinician um, and you shouldn't be diagnosing yourself. But there are um, there is now in the new version of the DSM a definition for things like if, for example, you are doing something such as FinDOM, for example, which is financial domination. If you are doing that and you're healthily engaged in that, you have money to 
feed that habit, great. But if that is now like you're using your uh, gas money to go ahead and right. participate in this and give a gift to this dom that is engaging in the fin dom with you, then at that point, it's detrimental to your health and detrimental to your to your livelihood. And that's kind of where we start crossing into unhealthy kink because kink should always be a positive thing, a positive experience. Right. Um, so just because we're, we're on the subject of it, uh, for people that are listening, if they, if they are maybe new to, to kink and, and thinking that they have to enter in doing whatever the other partner says or, um, participating in things that they don't actually vibe with because they want to make their, their partner happy. Mm-hmm. How would you advise people to open up that line of conver- uh, communication so that they can get to a, ha- a healthier activity play, I guess, between the two Yeah, partners? I mean, I guess start off from what you already do and start off with like, hey, I enjoy when you do this. I enjoy when you do that. And I think that's the line of communication everyone should have with their sexual partner, not just king people. You should be able to communicate what you want them to do or what you want to do to them. And then at the same time, take it a step further and really push the the conversation forward to, okay, listen, I'm curious about this. Or I heard you were, or, you know, you mentioned last time that you're curious about, for example, I don't know, bondage then you can say, well, I'm willing to try this. And that's kind of where limits come in. You need to set soft boundaries, which is like, okay, well, these are things that are negotiable in the right time, in the right mood, in the right setting. I'm willing to try this out with you. And then there's your hard limits, which is like, I'm not going to do this. I am not consenting to this activity just because I don't enjoy it. Or it's just something that doesn't appeal to me. You know, so for example, you think something like armpit worship, people may think that like, oh, that's something that I, that's not necessarily for me, but then there's other people that really love it. And there's all types of avenues, whereas like, for example, some people like armpits that are sweaty, some people like armpits that are very clean and it, it really kind of just depends on where you want to go and where you're willing to go. So if you're, for example, going to say, well, I'm willing to try this or I'm willing to lick your feet, but I don't want you to lick mine, mm-hmm. then that's a conversation that should have been had before getting into sex. But at the same time, you should be able to trust your partner enough where they can tell what you want and you can tell what they want. And there's kind of that ongoing consent that you've mm-hmm. set up. And I ongoing, think- continuously enthusiastic. And then also it's okay if certain things aren't reciprocated, if that is. Yeah. Okay. On both parts. Like if everybody's okay with right. it, then it's not uneven if you choose not to. Right. Like some people like to be, the dominant partner some people like to be the submissive partner some people like to be the top some people like to be the bottom and it it doesn't matter which role you're playing at the end of the day like you should feel satisfied yeah 
Um, for since since shame came up, let's let's get into that a little bit. Like for people that maybe don't identify that they're actually experiencing shame after, but they do know that they're feeling bad after. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't necessarily take somebody out of kink play or anything like that. That it just no, may be that you haven't so. found the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it might be that you haven't found the right thing, or maybe it's something like, for example, uh, a big thing that is. Well, okay, let me step back a little bit. Growing up, like masturbation, you get that like guilt afterwards of like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm going to get caught or mm-hmm. my religion says I'm not supposed to do this, whatever mm-hmm. your story might be. It's almost like that feeling is what's the issue. You know, right. Because there's nothing wrong with you masturbating. You should be able to masturbate and so let's explore why do you feel guilt? So like for me, for example, it might be, well, okay, I was raised Catholic. So maybe that's where my guilt is coming from. That doesn't mean that the kink isn't healthy. It just means that I have some issues to work with regarding my sexuality and my religion or the religion right. I grew up with. Right. So it's, it's sometimes about kind of like meeting, meeting yourself where you're at to really take take that next step and be like okay is this is this something that i like you know what i mean you start you get the ball rolling and if you feel any negative feelings after your session i i challenge you to challenge those feelings i'll like no this was enjoyable right this was consensual this was fun and kind of tackle those negative monsters talking back at you with empowerment almost and owning your king. And that's a big thing that like um, has been a big thing of in the like leather and kink community is owning your kink and being proud. Like leather mm-hmm. pride is its own category of pride. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why kinksters go to pride and harnesses and pup hoods and whatever they want to wear. Because it's empowering to be able to say, I am so confident and so so honest about what I like sexually that it doesn't matter. Like, you can think it's gross. It won't matter to me. Yeah. And that's and kind I, of the point where you want to get to. Or not you, but like everyone wants any, to get any, to yeah. where like other people's opinions of your kink shouldn't matter. And what I have found a lot in the last year, especially, oh, maybe less two, three years, but particularly I've been involving myself more in the last year, is that there's a lot of community online, particularly on places like Twitter, and it used Mm -hmm. to be Tumblr, where you can find so many people that are into your kink and you would never even realize, like, this isn't just me. You know what I mean? Right. There's so many kinks that I've never tried in person because I've never met someone else that was interested in them. But you go or because you're too you're... nervous to even mention it to somebody else. Yeah, because right. You don't know anybody else. Exactly, exactly. It's like I'm the only person that's into bondage, or I'm the only person that's into water sports, or I'm the only person mm-hmm. that's into sweat, and that all just starts eating away at your head. And you know, like you. You should, I feel like if you're in a relationship, not only should you be able to 
talk about your kinks with your partner, you should be able to really talk about like what the experience was for you. Mm. You know, like you should be able to talk about like how like when you did this, I felt very relaxed. And when you did this, like, like I felt like I orgasmed or I felt a tingle down my spine. Mm -hmm. And really as you are able to, to tell your partner more and more what you know, the less you'll have to communicate during sex verbally because Mm -hmm. like the more you communicate verbally outside of sex, the more natural the roles kind of come in the bedroom in air quotes because people have sex everywhere. (laughs) Going back to what you were saying about like in community, um, that kind of is a theme across almost any single thing. Like the reason why we end up seeking out community is because of that isolation that a lot of us feel or the weirdness that many of us feel because we think we are literally the only person that X, Y, Z, which is crazy because there's nearly 8 billion people on the planet. So Mm -hmm. no, you're not alone. You just don't know your people yet. You just got to find your people. So luckily online communities have popped up everywhere that have given us access to that, especially now Mm -hmm. during a pandemic when we probably shouldn't be going outside and trying shit with random people mm-hmm. until we know that we don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, safety first in, in all things. Uh, yes, but I think, yeah, stay vaccinated, um, wrap it up, all the, all the things, all, all the <laughs> things. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, whether it's this podcast talking about LGBTQ folks that feel marginalized, like it's very intentional. The one, those of us that are technically marginalized from the mm-hmm. quote unquote mainstream, um, community this is a safe space for us to come and have those conversations as brown people or as as queer people that Mm -hmm. aren't looked at as mainstream queer even going back to you saying sometimes the shorthand of saying it's just gay is a lot easier like Mm -hmm. 100 percent. how many times did i do that just because it makes it it means the conversation is going to end early and i would just rather it end early so that i don't have to get into it right um my other podcast mixed race conversations like where we're we're joining we try but because naturally a lot of us are tribal people like ancestrally mm-hmm. and so we're looking for people that validate those things in us that are like and us. whether it's yeah that are like us and whether it's kink vanilla whatever the person's deal is and and you may not even be able to identify that you have kinks because you just think yeah it's not possible that this thing is a thing but anything that you get pretty yeah. enthusiastic about can can go pretty much it could be yeah, a kink or a fetish, you know, mm-hmm. like it, basically kink is anything that's considered untraditional sex. Like mm-hmm. if you think about it, at some at some point in history, uh, anal sex was considered kinky. And now I would say it's a lot more mainstream in conversations. I feel like it you hear was it first mainstream <laughs> and then it became kink. And now it's kind of both. <laughs> well see so like that's the thing is like language is going to evolve and Mm -hmm. that's that's something that is going to come you know with humans that's just how things work and I think something that ultimately we need to remember as queer people is that we shouldn't be looking at someone else having consensual sex and say yuck 
You right. know what I mean? You shouldn't yuck someone's yum. Be like just because they're into something more, maybe more extreme, and that's something that you actually see a lot in the like in the I would say specifically in the gay community is that you see like some people are like, oh, that's the weird kinky guy, or like, oh, mm. like don't you know, like oh, he likes to do weird stuff, or you you get those people that are like so so kind of like repulsed by the idea right. of doing anything kinky and it's like well what you do in the bedroom was also thought of just like this one one day you know what <laughs> i mean like oral sex even at some point like it wasn't the the main or the mainstream you know like people right. are having oral sex but like no one's talking about it because it's like like <laughs> It's a hush-hush yeah. type of situation. And yeah, there's literally people who would do it but out. not talk about it because they were, they're like, this would make me less masculine or less feminine yeah, or whatever if I would be I like to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think something that we always have to remember is don't yuck someone else's yum as long as it's healthy and consensual. Then that's all that matters. You know, if you don't want to do, I don't know, fisting, then don't fist. Mm-hmm. that's simple and I think there's a difference between like a, a partner presents something to you that maybe they want to do and if your immediate yeah. reaction is just like oh no never um, you can keep talking about it it doesn't mean you ever have no. to do it it just means exactly your partner will now understand why it is a hard no for you or mm-hmm. you can understand what is the interest for that partner and maybe it eventually is something that happens maybe not like yeah. that there's no rules about you must do how this it works. thing yeah, yeah or how yeah you do and this. you can like, find where your interests marry like for example one person can say i'm into pup play the other person can say i'm into submission great well a way that you can engage into that together is to have an alpha pup and a beta pup mm. and maybe you can engage in that submission but also being in a pup mode for your partner right and vice versa you can take on that dom role of a dom pup Mm -hmm. so it's really kind of a finding how things mix and match i mean some people like feet but like i personally don't and we did a whole episode on it um but the people like feet and like i've seen things where they could be jerking you off and other people like to lick feet and they won't like connect or touch. They're like, oh no, I, I won't lick a foot, but like I I love to like jerk be jerked off by them. There's, sure. Yeah. You know, everyone is so different. That right. And you don't just because you're into you can, feet doesn't mean you're into all of the things that you can do with feet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's so I, it's you know, I, you can kind of mix and match and have the conversation of <laughs> do we maybe explore and open up. Yeah. What was that? And because oh, it's just uh, it keeps freezing. So every so often, it, it's like I'm answering something that I think you probably already said, and it it got a little late. So I'm sorry. Y- you can keep going. <laughs> well, I was just saying. So I think another aspect of kink that we really need to consider is that there are there are really like introductory things that you can do that you Mm. don't have to like jump in the water you know what i mean you can kind of like dip your feet 
And if you want to try cuffs, maybe you try rubber cuffs. They don't actually use keys, but they hold your hands together, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that'll give you the feeling of being restrained, but also knowing that you're not actually restrained. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if you're curious, a good place to start, honestly, is just look up the porn, (laughs) look up the porn and also having the understanding that porn is porn. Right. So porn is going to give you an idea, but not the whole idea. Right. And there are now more and more kinksters who do porn actually showing more like behind the scenes porn of like, oh, they show like the giggling and Mm. the setting up and the cleanup after. And like, you know, they they leave that in the video intentionally just because it's more realistic. Mm. And if you if you do try to like find some of those uh, videos that kind of give you the like real personality in sex not just the sex right. uh, sometimes that can kind of give you a little bit more comfort and like oh like everyday people do this like it could be your neighbor you have no idea <laughs> right. right yeah there's like, so many different next door ways could be like going insane <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah, know there's- there's so many different ways that, that this can be approached. And the biggest thing is, I think, especially in Western society, because sex has been um, taboo, listed in taboo, even though it's literally mm-hmm. all that we seem to think and talk about. If you if you actually look at all of our media and everything like that, somehow it's not supposed to happen and supposed to happen all the time that there's got it's got to be that there's something in the middle, that there is a, a way mm-hmm. that you can access it without shame unless shame is part of your play. Um, mm-hmm. n- not to yuck someone's yum again, like you said, making sure that enthusiastic consent exists throughout the entire time, making sure that you understand that when you withdraw consent, even if that is in the middle of an action, that that does mean we're done here with this mm-hmm. particular action, setting your your soft and hard nose and setting your mm-hmm. boundaries is healthy and it's not disrespectful or you know taking the fun out of xyz action whatever whatever it is that there's so many ways to do this and that you're literally not alone no matter how weird you feel there is another yeah. weirdo who is just as happy to be weird as you are and there's another yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah literally that. and that's something that like I have been able to embrace myself as a kingster is mm. really being able to like, you know, I don't care if people know I'm kinky. Like it just, mm. nice. it, yeah. it's now to the point where it is part of like my, my identities, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like I do, like when I meet certain people, I will say like, Oh, I'm, I'm a kingster or, Oh, I'm into kink. And that's that's very much a part of like my everyday life as mm-hmm. it is to be Hispanic, as it is to be a, a demi boy, as it is to be pansexual, as it is to be all of that. Um, because I think for me, kink has it not just been something that I do in the bedroom. It's kind of like evolved into a lifestyle of engaging with like community. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a big aspect that you forget to find or that you forget that you can find yeah. when it comes to sex. Like there is community around sex and there's a lot, about, especially when it comes to queer sex, you know, we're not taught in school the right. 
different things that we can do or like the different ways that we can show intimacy and love it's we're kind of just shown well the penis goes into the vagina and then they make a baby yeah so yeah. <laughs> as as you really explore more i mean i think i think that there is something in everyone if i even like the vanilla people i feel like there's probably something that like even if it's like a smell that turns them on or mm-hmm. like a feeling like there are all kinds of kinks and there's things that you wouldn't even think of like we did an episode on eco-fetishism which is being attracted to like natural things so like having oh, okay. sex on the grass for example okay. or like um oral sex in the rain things... i have never heard that term before but i'm yeah gonna me either it. yeah there's, <laughs> there's actually um a instagram page i'll try to send it to you that is okay. all like about these two eco fetishists and their whole That's movement dope. towards it. Yeah, That's it's pretty dope. cool. Like they have pictures. Like for example, like it'll be like someone who's being a submissive, and they are in the dirt, kind of like a like a flower, and someone is urinating on them or peeing on them, and they're watering the plant, and that's the concept. Mm. Um, but the idea is that like the person in the picture is a plant. I see. And they're connecting with like the earth. Just see, here's the thing. Just when I thought I like, yeah, anything can be a kink. I know this. Someone says mm-hmm. something, I'm like, never would have thought it. Like, never heard of that right. before. And like, that's literally the... everything can be. So whoever feels whatever kind of way, yeah, they are not alone. There is something out there. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like it's, and sometimes we just don't have the language for it. Feel yeah. free to make up your own language. Like, if if you like to do something and you want to call it sniffle sportsing, like do it. <laughs> and right. like that's and and maybe it'll it'll catch on. Yeah. But I mean, until, I think it's the until same you with start like... talking about it, no one's mm-hmm. gonna know. Like like you're not because everyone's kind of at that point where they're too shy to share to right. too shy to share. Yeah, I think as as we're wrapping up a little bit, but I I think um all all of this is important and but at the same time I understand how people live in the shadows for a little while because one oh, absolutely you got you got to work at how to access that and I don't think people should feel bad about that too but they should also put themselves out there in a ways that they figure out is safety um usually the anonymity of online does does help that to a degree to mm-hmm. kind of find your tribe. But once you do, once it becomes a part of your identity, which I think is like, I've always been openly poly at work in the sense mm-hmm. I finally got to that place. So like, obviously not immediately, not not the day I s- s- decide <laughs> I'm like walking over to work, be like, hey, poly, y'all. Um, but like eventually once it became um, clear, it was a part of our identity. I started being openly poly at work and mostly I would get asked like, why? Why do you tell people this? This is that's mm-hmm. private. And I'm like, it's no more private actually than telling people that I'm married. Right. Exactly. Because why, why do you need to know that I'm married too? Like, you know, like it's, it's right, really like, up to me to identify whether or not you should care. You right, should like, know this about me. It's, it's like saying you can tell me you have one partner, just not more than one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like well, what... where does that come from? 
Yeah, what if I need to bring both of my partners or three of my partners or five of my partners to the holiday Christmas party, you know, or exactly. at work or something like that? I'm going to pick which ones I'm going to bring to the party or I'm going to bring a different one to every mm. work party just because I have a plus one, like whatever the thing is. No, I'm just going to be open about it and then we'll figure this out. Um, so where where safety is concerned, you know, find your tribe in safety because also having Absolutely. your tribe is a point of, a point of safety too, having people to go to to talk about these mm-hmm. types of things. Um, yeah, but it's really everything that you can do to get out of feeling that shame, the involuntary mm-hmm. shame. I think. I think there, like you know, there is voluntary shame in, yeah. in some play, yeah. but that's the involuntary, like the shame. involuntary shame. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, because they, they, there should be a way to for you to express yourself sexually and not not have to experience those feelings and. Honestly, once you, and you know, it's not possible for everyone, you know, some people live in areas where they can even come out as gay, let alone kinky, right? you know, and that's kind of where the online communities can really help somebody. And a lot, a lot about kink is about doing it safely, you know, and coming in with a little education of what you're going to be doing, you know, you, if you are going to get involved in water sports do a little research and maybe what's the healthiest way to do that which would be to have the person who is doing the urinating or the peeing to drink water because they want to be as hydrated as possible Mm -hmm. so it's just like little things like that about safety and that's where the communities really help because you can ask questions you can ask questions like i've seen someone actually post that specific question on twitter being like i'm trying to get involved in water sports what's some good recommendations that would a hundred percent miss me too. Like I, w- I would, I didn't mm-hmm. know that that was used as the as the coded language for it. I would have totally oh, missed yeah. it. Oh yeah, I would have been yeah, like, so water sports is play. Someone will find it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. All right, so we are coming to a little bit of the end. Why don't you let everybody know about your podcast and um, and shout out how people can find you, especially if they want to know more about how to comfortably enter healthy kink. Absolutely. So you can find us at yo that's gay dot pod on Instagram and yo that's gay pod on Twitter. And we are honestly not as active as we would like to be, but I am working on trying to get that to be a little bit more active. We do post mm-hmm. polls and that's where um, we try to get a lot of our audience engaged. So, mm. you know, if we're talking about armpits or feet or fisting or rubber we we like to post different questions out there so that we we kind of have some of your feedback too and if you want to follow me directly you can follow me at it's danny cycles on twitter and if if you want to follow my not safe for work account it's at gay butt stuff nice (laughs) my not safe for work Thank you so much for joining me um, on this thing because I actually haven't. I now that I'm now that we've been talking about, I'm pretty sure I haven't engaged in a in a kink conversation on this particular show. So thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. with our audience and um, starting that conversation. I absolutely will have other episodes in the mm-hmm. future um, diving into this because I do think also even expanding further on um, the conversation as queer people that are entering different types of intersections, it's important. It's important to show all the things. That we're that we're a part of. Absolutely. Don't be angry. Bye. <laughs> Go find your tribe. <laughs> yes. Bye Furious is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by Keto Rebel. 
And if you like what you heard on By Furious, please subscribe, rate, and review on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. By Furious is a fan-sponsored podcast, and if you would like to support us, please go to anchor.fm slash byfuriouspod. Peace, y'all. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.